one of the forerunners of health, fitness, and nutrition. And I do a show every other week on his radio network, progressive radio network. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Gary Null. Joe took his volume this morning. <laughs> How many people here from the radio show, my radio show? Hands. All right. About 80% of you. Good. I'm going to talk about two things. Two things that I believe we have to come to grips with now. And that is, first you show the bad news. How did we get here? But then you show the good news, how easy it is to get to a different place. I just came last night from completing what I hope will be the most important clinical study on not just slowing the aging process and reversing disease, but actually adding years to our life, which will be the first time scientifically from hard data, from uh, DNA methylation tests taken in the arm, blood chemistry. It's over 90 days on campus for two weeks, just finished last night. The changes in two weeks were astonishing, but then we got the blood work up from the last test, and we showed one guy added five years to his life. But everyone, including the people that didn't do anything, they were averaged in at 2.2 years. So the reality is we added about five years to a person's lifespan, healthy years. Now, how is that possible when we're losing in New York City five years over the last three years of our life expectancy and of all the developed nations we're dead last? Yet we have more hospitals, more, more doctors, nurses, more drugs taken, more scientists than any other country in the world working on disease. And we're spending $4 trillion this year. And that's because we've been propagandized. The number one culprit, the number one, the number one disadvantage you've had is you've trusted the people in power or authority. You've trusted the so-called experts. Biggest mistake we could make. Because from early on in life, we believe what we're told, if there's someone who's gotten a position of responsibility and power, we think, well, that person wouldn't lie to me. What's the advantage of lying? Just tell me the truth. But they don't. And yet coming up in the car, a good friend of mine, Steve Brown, and I were, were discussing this, and he has the opinion that most doctors and most of medicine is there purely for profit. And I said, but they didn't start that way, Steve. They started as idealists. Most dentists, doctors, and every profession and scientists start with an idea that they're going to take what they learn, a lot of discipline, a lot of time, and they're going to translate that into a better way of living. But they weren't taught that. And why weren't they taught that? Because way back at the beginning of the 20th century, there was one human being who caused, in the end, almost all the disease you see today. Indirectly. How did he do it? His name was John Rockefeller, Sr. And he decided he was the wealthiest man in America, dwarfing anyone before him, including Andrew Carnegie. And he decided that there was a good use for all this petrochemicals that he was manufacturing. He was in the oil business, Standard Oil of New Jersey. So he created, remember this, he alone created the entire pharmaceutical industry in the United States. But then there was a problem. 
What about all the medical schools, all the doctors, all the healing that was done, homeopathy, naturopathy, natural hygiene, etc.? He got a man named Flexner, and Flexner was paid to prove that all those were unscientific. And so they came up with a term, alternative. So if you were anyone teaching alternative or practicing alternative was a quack, unscientific. And therefore, with Rockefeller University and Rockefeller Foundation, they began to put massive amounts of money in every medical school. Therefore, they controlled the curriculum. They controlled what was taught. They controlled the medical paradigms. Drugs first, surgery second, radiation third. And drugs dominated. So even the best-intentioned idealistic doctors today believe that the only course, if you're an oncologist, is chemotherapy and radiation and surgery for cancer. But what if I showed you there were doctors such as Dr. Joseph Hissels in Germany who had the highest independently confirmed cancer cure rate for terminal cancer, 16.6%. And he didn't use any of that. He used a combination of natural therapies. He was an orthodox surgeon, but he saw that that wasn't working. He tried something <laughs> There were nine other doctors around the United States, all board certified, all legitimate, and they were fine until word got out that they were not using the standard care. And then all the state medical boards went against any doctor who didn't follow the line. This is the only thing you can approach a disease with. And therefore, they started arresting doctors, putting doctors in prison, not because they hurt their patients. To the contrary. In one case of a doctor privateer, James Privateer in California, he was in doing hard time on a chain gang when his wife came to see me in 1975. And we managed to get him out of prison uh, because... He had done nothing more than help his patients who got orthodox therapy. They got cancer. They got chemotherapy, radiation, surgery. But then their immune systems were collapsed. He rebuilt their immune systems. They all came to testify on his behalf. The judge had to tell, no, you're being charged with, did you follow scientific standards? And the answer was, no, I did something else. within your guilty. And even though they reluctantly, they were reluctant in, convicting him they had to convict him and that those laws are still applied today except if you get permission from your doctor to use an alternative therapy but we had to fight for years to stop that kind of stalinism in medicine well it still exists look at covid if you came out on the right side as an orthodox board certified pro-vaccine physician and said there's a problem here it doesn't it doesn't meet any of the scientific standards what you're telling us it's wrong you were criticized. Dr. Jensen lost his license. Dr. Cole, again, and all these doctors, Dr. Pierre Corey, uh, they were all great doctors. In fact, one of the doctors, Dr. McCullough, is the most cited cardiologist and nephrologist in world history in the library of medicine. Professor of medicine, system, medical board, didn't matter. They got rid of all of them. They destroyed them. How can you destroy people who have truth on their side? By controlling the media. Therefore, we believe the media. We believe whatever they told us. Why do we believe the media? Because we are ideologically referenced to be balkanized. You're either conservative or you're liberal. Both of those are worthless terms. They shouldn't be used. Democrat and Republican shouldn't be used. The only term should be used in referencing anything in life is who has power and who doesn't. Because if you don't have power, you're the prey. And they're the predators. Just use common sense. Back in the 1970s, two women from Boston came to me and said, Gary, can you help us? How? 
because every ad on Saturday morning television is for some form of sugar-coated cereal, and parents are allowing them to eat that stuff, and they're getting obese, diabetes. And I said, sure. Okay, we started the campaign. They were the ones who brought it forward, and other doctors joined, but only a tiny amount of doctors. And this gets to another issue. If you have a more or less 900,000 doctors, and they're all exposed to the same orthodox literature, they read the New England Journal of Medicine, or if they have time, and they practice what that journal says is good science. But then Dr. Angel, 22 years head of the New England Journal of Medicine, is the editor-in-chief, now professor, I believe, at Harvard. She wrote a book on it. She said over 67% of the studies in peer-reviewed journals cannot be replicated. Well, the whole basis of good science is replication. If I say I can do something, like my scientific study I just finished, and this is the sixth in a row, I should be able to hand you that protocol, you follow the protocol, and come up with the same or similar results. But you can't. Therefore, well, how is this happening? How are peer-reviewed journals publishing bad science? How are doctors then practicing bad medicine? No doctor wakes up in the morning and wants to give you a chemotherapy where the likelihood of you dying from the chemotherapy or the radiation, even in rebound, is so high, they don't want to hurt you. But the outcome is going to be they're going to hurt you. In fact, the number one cause of death for years is hydrogenesis or doctor or medical-induced disease. The AMA says it's number three, and as my friend Steve said coming up, yeah, they think, great, we're, we're number three. We're way down the list. We're only killing 600,000 Americans a year. Mind you, 600,000 minimum and up to a 900,000 maximum are dying because of medical mistakes, and yet they won't change a single one of those mistakes. There's no meeting anywhere in the world to say, you know, we're screwing up. We've got all the money, all the technology, all the science. Why are we killing so many patients? And not a single comment in a single magazine or newspaper or journalist will have the courage to say, because we're following the wrong paradigm. Well, who controls the paradigm? The big money makers, the people who want to make money no matter what the consequence. And it's never someone from the government. It's never someone from industry that comes forward with exception of whistleblowers and says, these guys are committing crimes against humanity. And even when they're caught with Vioxx killing a minimum of 60,000 Americans and maximum of 500,000, they're given a fine, but all their profit of over $8 billion from $12 billion they made they were allowed to keep, and the stock went up in the company the next day. How is it that you can kill 60,000 Americans and get a raise, get a bonus? How is that possible? Because you control science. Science is for sale. The media is captured. Industry is captured. Everything is captured. And then you get in line thinking, I'll take my ticket to get my vaccine. I'll take my ticket so that my kid can watch those sugar-coated cereal snacks can eat like everything you see. You don't see a normal meal. You never see a healthy meal. You've never seen an ad for a sprout salad, right? <laughs> I'd like to see an ad for a sprout salad once. And then I'd like to see a truth in advertising. So you come out and you say, looky here, we're giving you glazed donuts, true story, you've all seen this, uh, with fried chicken. The buns are glazed donuts. Everything is pro-inflammatory, which is the primary cause of all disease, inflammation. So what if, and then they have the hamburger. We don't need to give you a hamburger. We give you a hamburger with sausage. Well, isn't that meat? Yeah, but it's a different type. No, one comes beef, one comes pork, but they're both going to be heterocyclic amines causing cancer. 
don't talk about that. So what if we had an, on a split page saying this bun causes uh, cancer? It's, anytime it, uh, anything goes brown, French fries, potato chips, pretzels, it's acrylamides causing disease. This meat, how much meat do you need? You only need one forkful of meat to meet your daily requirements of protein. One forkful. So go into a restaurant and say, give me that, give me that one forkful of meat. No. Someone would tear down the restaurant if they give you one forkful. No, they give you enough meat for six days. Well, you can't store it, so it goes into your body and causes disease. So the cause of disease is easy. Don't be lied to. It is eating more than what your body can handle, not engaging in fasting, not juicing, drinking carbonated beverages and caffeine and alcohol, and then causing so much inflammation from the sugar you're eating, which depresses your immune system, to the fried foods that congestion your intestine, causing colorectal cancer and other itises. So your body is always on inflammation status, and nothing is healthy that you put into the 93% of Americans' diets. Nothing. How could they do that? How could you eat yourself to death? Because you're not eating because of health. Nobody gets up in the morning and says, I want, I want my French fries, and I want a lot of them, I want a lot of salt on there, and I don't care about my blood pressure, don't care about my edema, don't care about my diabetic neuropathy, don't care about my uh, diabetes, don't care about my fasting blood sugar. I care about how I feel after I eat it. And look at all the other people. They're smiling and eating and stuffing themselves. And when we get really morbidly obese, we'll simply say, we love our fat. We love it. Prayed around naked. Show that big ass in the mirror. Well, the Kardashian didn't it. Right, she became famous for having a big ass. Oh, and a porno film. <laughs> I mean, this is America, right? We make someone a billionaire and then pride ourselves and match her ass. Mine's not big enough. Think of that. Am I lying? Is this not the case? Or maybe she's writing a book like Socrates. Just be honest. If you're honest, you're always allowing the truth to enlighten you, to expand your consciousness. If we just told the truth about everything, we'd be totally healthy as a nation. Our kids wouldn't have diabetes. We wouldn't have more obesity per population in any country in the world. We wouldn't believe our doctor to tell us about health. Pathology is their profession. Know your disease, but then know all the ways of treating it, not just one limited way. Now, you've heard Utrecht Sleet on my radio show, right? About all the diseases she had, that all of her oncologists and doctors and nephrologists couldn't help. Well, she's free of disease today. You think I get a single call from a single doctor? Eight diseases. Eight. Stage four uh, lung cancer, diabetic neuropathy, high blood pressure, tachycardia, 277 pounds. As of this morning, we were talking to her on the way up here, and I put her on speakerphone for Dr. Elmar Gadol, America's number one holistic dentist, is here. She brought us up. Any of you been to Elmira? She's going to give you a refund today for all those cavities. In any case, I had her, and I said, Elmira, did any of your oncologists and cardiologists turn us, did any of them suggest that maybe you could deal with all these diseases by a healthy diet? Not one. Just medicines. Well, without medicines, she's okay now, and no one's going to pay attention to that. And all the other people have got done, done a healthy lifestyle, no one's going to pay attention. They just care about the medicine and the people that own the hospitals and own the doctor's offices care about the profit. So that's why you're paying an astronomical amount. The number one cause of bankruptcy this year, medical bills. 
What does that tell us when we're supposed to be a compassionate nation? People who care about one another. Let me tell you how much of a problem we have. How many people in here couldn't write a check for $2,000? Okay. Well, over 100 million Americans couldn't. All right. Now, if you can't write a check to pay your bills and you're living off your credit cards and you miss a payment or you can't make a full payment, suddenly the government shows what they think of you. Your interest rates go up. So you're poor enough as it is, but make it real hard. Thank you. Make it even harder to pay your bills. Profit off pain. Profit off suffering. Profit off poverty. We don't have a war on poverty. We have a profit on poverty. Otherwise, we would do the following. This brings me to something else. So being healthy is simple. Fast between dinner and breakfast. Don't put anything in your body that causes inflammation. Put healthy grains, nuts, and seeds, legumes, and beans, and juices, and salads galore, and starchy vegetables, what you can buy at the farmer's market, wherever possible, organic and locally grown. Exercise 10,000 steps a day minimum. And think positive thoughts. Get out of this sense of helplessness that somehow they have the power. Power is an illusion. The moment an expose occurs, the moment a whistleblower comes forward, the moment the truth comes out, and suddenly we've been lied to about everything, then suddenly that person loses their power because we no longer <clears throat> give them our power. Remember, nobody has power until you give it to them. So take back your power from everyone in authority. I don't kiss anyone's ass. I put no one before me when it comes to what I know and what I don't know. And I don't want someone to tell me what I should know because what I should know may not be good for me, but good for them. Because look at all the people who profit of our pain, profit of our disease, profit of our abandoned children. What have they done? I don't care, Democrat or Republican, they're all assholes. Now I've got something for Robert Kennedy here and Dennis Kucinich, his, his campaign manager. I'm gonna share something with you now. This is just something I thought you and I could share together. Maybe they might find something of value in it, but if they don't, they're not getting my vote. If they do, they could get my vote. But they gotta be sincere, because every politician kisses your baby, eats your crappy donuts, says, I'm gonna be back, and you never see him again, all right? So here's what I believe we need to stop the disease in America because the disease is not simply a pathology. That's the end stage of a process. You don't get cancer overnight. You don't have a heart attack from eating one hamburger. You don't get cirrhosis of the liver by drinking one glass of alcohol. You don't get upset and die because of one incident. It's the constant progression. And how do we know to keep doing bad things? Because the media convinces us through advertising and all those stupid ass actors who don't know anything about anything come out there and say, Take your shot. Why don't you take my shot, asshole? <laughs> they already hate me, so they can't hate, hate, hate me. I don't care what they think. Someone's got to stand up and speak truth to power. And not politicians, because they know they're pathological. Here's some things, and you tell me whether or not you think this would make America healthy again because we have to have a healthy attitude. Stop allowing them to balkanize us by race, by identity politics, by wokeism, by class. 
When was the last time you found an average working person invited to sit on a committee at the White House? Never. You find these jerks who have no experience, zero. There's not a single person who's trained to be president. They're selected to be president, and the people who know what they want when you become president pull in all their uh, sycophants, technocrats from industry to run the government. And none of them have a single whit of humanity because they're not coming from a spiritual place. They're not coming from humanity. They're not coming from decency and ethics and morality. They don't care about you. They care about themselves. Just look at this shift in power. So stop telling them it's about women versus men. There's never a war on men and women. It's a war from power to men and women. You can only condition a person the wrong way if a person chooses to be conditioned the wrong way. Because what also is happening in that person is all of us are born with one gift that you cannot deny. That's intuition. And as long as you're willing to use your intuition, something is going to tell you, validate before you trust. And we don't. And then how many times we've made the wrong decisions, wake up one day and say, damn, I shouldn't have done that. I went through all those red lights in life. That was not the right relationship for me. That was not the right political party to support. That was not the right way to feed my kids or myself. That was not the right television program, internet to watch. We got to pull ourselves away from all these things that addict us. We've, we're a nation of addicts. And what's the number one to add addiction? Comfort. If you can't get out of your comfort zone, you're never going to change. Get out of your damn comfort zones. Get off your ass and do something. Don't talk it. Walk it. I want to see people say, I'm ready to pull off. Say no to Wikipedia. Say no to NBC, ABC, Rachel Maddow. Say no to these people who are all a part of the military industrial complex, the pharmaceutical complex, the ideological complex, the financial complex, the agriculture complex, because none of them, none of them appreciate the fact that nothing in their life, I don't care if you're the richest man in the world, if you're Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, that I've yet to see any of those dancing clowns say, thank you for growing our food. Thank you for making that shirt, those shoes, those eyeglasses. Thank you for making these buildings, putting this mortar together, the glass. Everything in your life comes from the average person. There's nothing in your life that doesn't come from a hardworking person that gets no credit for everything, is the first to be demeaned, and is a deplorable, according to Hillary Clinton. Like she's a model of virtue? Oh, yeah, yeah. I should... I, I shouldn't say anything about Hillary because I'm going to live another day. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> so, look, I'm not afraid of the truth. I'm terrified of the lie. Because the truth has good consequences. You know what you're dealing with and you have some options. You have some freedoms to make a choice. The lie you don't. We've been lied to at every issue of life by everyone. So if Robert Kennedy is going to get your vote and my vote, let him do this. On day one, let him announce that if he's elected, he will pardon every whistleblower for the last 50 years. Yeah. And Dennis, this isn't a goddamn talking point, buddy. This is reality. All right? I've had enough bullshit from politicians promising anything and delivering nothing. So tell the truth. Well, good luck with that. Number two, 
in the closest park to the Justice Department, build a monument of every whistleblower, and then so we have a whistleblower's park to show who the real heroes in America are, and they're not in the government. Then giving back every whistleblower all the money they lost through litigation and lost wages to make them whole. And then they should go into every curriculum about the true heroes are the ones who see corruption, identify corruption, risk their life and everything else to expose that. And the government says, okay, rewards those who are corrupt and puts the whistleblower in prison. What kind of nation is that? I mean, how does the Democratic Party sleep at night knowing that heroes, heroes have now become the villain? Next, let's have a Marshall Plan to re- Rebuild all of the cities in America, every ghetto in America, bring down the military industrial complex of what is needed. And that would leave us about $500 billion and put that into bringing factories and work at a living wage, not a minimum wage, to every community in the United States. We have the money to do it. We have the skill to do it. And boy, we could use a lot of rebuilding in every city. And that would bring people back together, bring families back together, get people out of poverty. And we have refused to do it. Next, no one should have to go to a hospital like my friend, have a stomach ache, sits there for three hours in the emergency room. They give him a simple saline solution, salt water, which costs about a buck to make, and charge him $10,000. True story. No one should be charged tens of thousands of dollars for a simple procedure. But until you have universal health care, that's going to happen. Universal health care for everyone. And then fire all of the insurance company middle, middle management people. Get them the hell out of our lives. They don't help a single person live. Then never again bail out any major bank. Let them fail. Now think of it, think of it, it doesn't, it's just truth and common sense. We had all the banks fail in 2008. We bailed out the banks who made the mistakes by liars loans, and we didn't help a single person. Obama and the Senate and House could have together had a resolution to put a moratorium on a home foreclosures. They could have kept every one of 25 million Americans in their home and kept 7 million homes from being foreclosed on. They chose not to help any of the people who were victimized. They helped the people who perpetrated that. Never allow that to happen again. Put a moratorium on that. Also, make enough money in this country. Take it away from bureaucracies. Half of our governments, state, local, and federal, could be brought down to a level and put that into feeding programs so we don't have 16 million hungry children. It's a shame when 1,600, 16 million children go hungry and we're feeding Ukraine into their kleptocracy $115 billion. How's that legitimate? How's it legitimate that we have hundreds of thousands of homeless vets? Where were, where were those politicians when it came time to put them into war and say how heroic it was, and now they've got no legs, they've got no arm. And it takes a private foundation to embarrass the government, but does the government says, no, if you get hurt, we're going we're gonna to take care of you. And they don't. The whole system's corrupt top to bottom. Deconstruct the FBI in its entirety. Now, I realize that's going to be a... That's going to be embarrassing for the first three rows of all FBI agents and undercover. Pricks, we see you. <laughs> I can tell by your haircut.
hot in your socks. <laughs> and rebuild the police system that we need that actually goes after criminals, including white-collar criminals, corporate criminals, and stop this idea of harassing innocent people who show up at school board meetings because they don't want their four-year-old taught pornography. And shame on the Democrats in power who said that was okay. It's not okay. Maybe. Oh, I call Fox. First of all, I don't call. I don't call you. You never really heard me call um, the top Republican. That's Trump out because I refuse to insult eight-year-old autistic children. If you've listened to my show, then you have heard me say, I don't challenge Republicans because what is so evidently corrupt in them is beyond imagination. So I don't trust Republicans or Democrats. Didn't you hear what I said, sir? I don't trust either. I don't vote for either. I voted for Ralph Nader and Ralph Nader and Ralph Nader and Jill Stein and Rocky Anderson. So when I say someone's corrupt and they're all corrupt, I'm not leaving anyone out. I'm not leaving the political process out. Also, next, ban all corporate and PAC money from elections. Don't allow any rich person. Don't allow George Soros or any of the other billionaires, left or right, control any election ever again. Because we don't have one citizen, one vote. We have whoever's got the most money wins. So what if we had a lottery so a plumber, a police officer, a store clerk could run for an office? That's what we should be doing. So we bring it back, the power to the people. And by the way, don't think you're not qualified because not a single person in any office of the government is qualified. If they were, we wouldn't have a $32 trillion debt just the federal level or be $221 trillion total in debt. And if these corporate geniuses are so smart, why do they have $25 trillion in debt? What happens when one bank fails and they get $100 trillion in derivatives? We should outlaw derivatives. We should outlaw credit default swap. We should outlaw short and shorting and sh- uh, naked shorts. We should outlaw manipulating tra- trading and any commodity essential to life. We shouldn't have someone that doesn't own a farm, never buys a seed, never handles a plow, control the farmer's life. No more subsidies to big agriculture. No more subsidies to Monsanto. And when a corporation is found to have intentionally, any corporation, to have known the truth about a product they give us and then hid that, those people should all be going to jail. I'm talking about the entire board of directors, the officers, the scientists. Everyone who participated or knew there was a crime being committed should be in prison for the rest of their life. Fauci? Oh, God. Now, a few more things I want to think that we should do. I want to reverse Trump's opening with the Republicans of public lands to private interests and implement a moratorium on private exploration of national parks, fossil fuels, mining, and lumber. No more. Also, I want to create a national food program to ensure that every community is able to feed its hungry. (laughs) 
I want to create a moratorium on the Federal Reserve for giving no interest loans to banks and corporations. I want every bank to have no more than five times loan out to their reserve currencies. I want to eliminate 100% payday loans and credit card interest rates uh, and all late fees above 18%. No interest rate should be more than 2% because that's a 200% profit that the companies are making when they got the money for nothing. I want every medication that is used in America, the corporations have made it good, let them have a 300% profit. Right now, some of those drugs, the cost of a uh, generic supply for 30 days versus what they profit us is three to five to 10 to 15,000% interest. Take the profit, excess profit out of all medications. Do not allow any more subsidies to any fossil fuel industry. And start the exploration of natural. How do we save America, our economy? Because it's going to collapse. It already has been exceeded five weeks ago by Russia. Wait till the BRICS nations, which now have all these other countries coming on to Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Now Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, Argentina, all these, Mexico. All these countries are joining BRICS, so within, I believe, the next 12 months, or a little longer, their gross domestic product will exceed the United States. The day you read the United States no longer is the leader with its currency, watch how that tips everything attached to uh, cash go down. Also, do not accept a cashless society. Take your money out of their banks. Tear up their credit cards. Go to credit unions, but check the credit union, making sure that you check to see what is your total deposits, what are your loans, what is your reserve currency. And if they say, oh, we're good, we have a billion dollars in reserve currency, and we have a billion dollars in current deposits, but we have $5 billion in outstanding credit. That's not good. Find those that are solvent and put your money there. Put it in gold, silver, and things you're going to need for the future because when the dollar drops, everything attached to the dollar, meaning the cost of everything is going to go up exponentially. And people are exploiting this. Remember, the company, the company may say, well, we've got to raise our profit margins or we can't exceed. You know, we'll go out of business. Who owns the companies? Find out who actually owns the majority of shares in a company, and that's who's controlling that company's policies. So let's start decentralizing power. Bring it back to the states. And move to those states that are not draconian and not aligned with the special interest. Unfortunately, New York is not one of those states. We're becoming more and more draconian. We, we have such a perversion of freedom in this country and in the here. But Florida, Texas, South Dakota, there are about 20 states where they're refusing to mandate and they're refusing to go to a strictly uh, currency like Europe. Right now, the European Union is all digital currency. You can only go up to $1,000, but beyond that $1,000, you could go to jail. You don't want to live in that kind of environment, no matter what they tell you. And let's have a special panel of people like John Whitehead, one of the three, in my opinion, one of the three finest constitutional lawyers. Danny Sheehan's right up there also. And one other person, you see him on television sometime. Who? No. No. His, he's not a lawyer, huh? Huh? No. Oh, you missed George Washington University, professor? Come on.
Jonathan Turley. Because you got difference of opinion, but these are great minds that tell the truth. You should have a pa- you should have a panel to go through all federal laws and start writing off the laws we don't need. We have 90% of our laws we don't need. A lawmaker is not just to go in there and pass laws based upon who gives them money. I'll give you one example before I finish up here. There was a f- medical doctor and eight of his uh, colleagues who were all uh, gastroenterologists. They were in England. They were examining some autistic children, small number, 12 children. And they all had something in common. They had really a messed up gut. They were having chronic diarrhea. And so they said that this may, may have been caused by a vaccine, but we have to do more research on it, the M M in MMR vaccine. For that, they were excoriated. And two of them lost their license. One fought that and got the license back in. The other did not. And I actually did a six-hour special, seven-hour special on his case and debated the guy who put him in jail or not didn't put him in jail because he lose his license. In any case, jump ahead. So who was out there fighting these doctors and their quacks and their nut jobs? CNN. Well, guess what? There's a doctor, Brian Hooker, whose son developed autism spectrum disorder after getting the vaccines. He was trying to, under Freedom of Information Act, get information to find out how this happened, what happened. And uh, he's a professor out at the University in California with a background in science. Lo and behold, one of those things that never happened, but did. One of the people in that study, Dr. William Thompson, contacted him. They started a conversation back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then Thompson said something that just startled him. He said, we knew that there would be a very high incidence. How high? 325% increase in autism spectrum disorder in African-American young children, 36 months and younger. What? Then he started recording phone calls. And he said, How, what happened? Well, we got together all the material and we put it in trash bags to destroy it. So this never happened. But it did happen. It happened. And how many African-American young boys now have autism in the last almost 18 years since that was discovered? Hundreds of thousands. So I sent this information to Congress. Nobody did anything. The media wouldn't touch it. One legislator named Posey from Florida wanted to do something about this. No one in Congress would co-sponsor a committee hearing. That's how powerful it is because you have to have the Speaker of the House or the head of the Senate agree that a committee is going to have, you know, bring people in and put them under oath. And if they say no, it doesn't happen. So we ask, what happened? Well, lobbyists happened. Who do lobbyists represent? You? No. They represent special interest. So now we have actual the words in his own words. We have the information. But still nothing is happening. That shows you even when the Republicans took back the House, the legislators took back the Republicans. Most, not all. Thank goodness we have a few honest Democrats and a few honest Republicans, but the majority are still controlled because the moment, the moment that hearing happens and William Thompson, who is a registered whistleblower, when he testifies, yes, we knew the MRML vaccine caused autism and we hid it. We engaged in obstruction of justice. We destroyed the files. That's end of story when it comes to those people sponsoring the MMR vaccine who've defended it. And now it shows a big mirror up to those 100,000 doctors. Do your homework.
Where's the Academy of, where's American Academy of Pediatrics get its money? Where's the American Academy of Obstetrics and Gynecology get its money? Follow the money trail, all right? If you follow the money trail, you come back to the same corporate interests and the same political interests, and we've got to say no more to that. Don't use their credit cards. Don't watch their television. Don't read the New York Times. One, you can use the New York Times if you live in New York City to take it out to pick up the poop from the dogs. But otherwise, stop trusting people you've trusted because that's why you're sick. That's why America's sick, and that's how we're going to take back our health. Thank you all very much.